from Australia, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mitch Maroney Show. Here's your host, Mitch Maroney. How long have you been general manager then? Seven years this December, so six and a bit, six and a half. Oh, yeah. So in that time, because it would have been the National Institute of Accountants, wasn't it, at the start? No, I was always IPA. Oh, National okay. Institute of Accountants happened in 2011, so we changed our names then. Gotcha. So for those listening, the Institute of Public Accountants used to be the National Institute of Accountants, and then it got rebadged in 2011. So you actually realise that that's what, nine years ago now. Yeah. Ten-year anniversary next year. Wow. Doesn't feel like it was that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Over that time, have you found the expansion and the growth? Yeah. So. I came in at an interesting time. So even as the membership services person, one of the first things I kind of made Darren agree to was that we do a congress. He was unsure that, you know, that people would be wanting to spend the money and things like that. But we started the WA Congress for the first time in 2014, which Darren and I started. Darren had left by then. And the day that it happened was the day I was giving birth. So we oh, weren't much lovely. use. That was, <laughs> <laughs> timing was impeccable. Oh, absolutely. We started doing the congresses and the larger events, which have grown and developed and improved significantly to something now that I think is a highlight of a lot of people's years, education-wise. 2015, we started to really suffer from the mining boom downturn here in Perth. So we went from, basically, we could have put on anything in the middle of the mining boom and got heaps of people through. But that really changed. So we had to really look at what events we were holding, how we were holding them, and sort of change the way that we did things. So there was a lot more research into the types of topics we were doing and really trying to find out exactly what the members wanted to come to, what they were willing to pay money to come to as well, so that we could hold them. So that meant a lot more masterclasses. So it was a mixture of different topics so that then we could throw in some topics that they may be very interested in or that they needed to know but wouldn't necessarily come along to if it was just held on its own. So we yeah. um, started changing the way we did things there. We also had to move office. Our lease Not came to an that. end. Yeah, so we had this lovely little tiny office in South Perth that I was very keen to move out of. So, <laughs> and at this time, because of the mining downturn, commercial real estate was incredibly cheap. So a lot of the mining companies had consolidated, lost workforces. A lot of the exploration mining companies and the junior mining companies had folded. So there was commercial real estate everywhere, as well as a lot of buildings had finished all at the same time. So we took that opportunity to move into the city, the outskirts of the city, so that we could be more central, but also have a larger space and a sort of a more engaging working environment for the staff, but also somewhere for members to be able to come and feel like they'll comfortable, have a chat with us or what have you. Beautiful. And yeah, the new location, it's great. You got the yep. little conference room there and kitchenette section. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. Even popping up for a coffee or whatever. So We love it when you come in with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen you all light up so much. <laughs> and it's not because so, of <laughs> Of course it is, Mitch. Of course it is. <laughs> Some of the other things we started doing was taking events, and this was just before we moved, I started to want to take events out to the regions. So we started doing a, did a tax event in Kalgoorlie, lost 
a lot of money doing that. But it ended up being one of those things where, again, it's that short-term pain for the long-term gain. So the people in Kalgoorlie and the people in the regions in West Australia loved the fact that we were going out there. So we didn't, you know, didn't cover costs the first time around, but then we got memberships from it. Next time we went, more people came and more memberships. And so, yeah, and they really do appreciate us actually heading out there and chatting to them and being there for them and providing that training. So Yeah, because I could imagine because I would assume, even though let's go with semi-regional, I'm an hour south. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like a normal thing. They would get lots of training and stuff in person when you're seven hours out of Perth, you know. So as an institute going out and, yeah, supporting those regional members, that would be a massive benefit. We took that then to the tax agent guy, which we then made the roadshow, so go taking that out to regional. So we now take that to Geraldton, Kalgoorlie, Bunbury, Bustleton type area, Albany, and this year wanted to do it in both Jindalup, Mandra and Perth just to do that spread across the Perth region. Unfortunately, we're not doing any of those this year. We'll be doing it online instead. But, you know, that was the concept. (laughs) One day, Mandra will have one. One day. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then my favourite one, the barley stuff. I've been in head office and someone had made a, our CEO is a bit of a barley lover, as are a couple of staff. And they sort of went, oh, you should do an event up in barley. And so I was like, okay. (laughs) Our New South Wales team had done a tax retreat over in Numea. So we started to develop that idea and do it in Bali. 2017 was the first time we did it. Learned a lot about doing international events with that one. That was very challenging and one of the most interesting things we've done. So we organized this event, went over and looked at venues and what have you, and we'd organized assistance from a company that sort of talks to venues and does a negotiation for you. And they'd recommended this particular venue and we went and saw it and it was still being built. Mm. But, you know, it was supposed to have been done in January. It's just a week or two away, it'll be fine. (laughs) So that was great, except for it came to, we had the event in September. It was July, August, still no venue. It wasn't opening, you know. Oh, we just need to get the fire testing done. We did, yeah. So then we had to quickly change venues at the drop of a hat, which thankfully, because they were part of a, a, like a global chain, we were able to then move to the Western, which was a beautiful resort and not something we could have afforded without being charged the prices of the other hotel. So we were there in Nusa Dua and so we changed venues. Around about this time was when Mount Agung started erupting and we had a volcano eruption and this was six weeks out from the event. So I learned more about geology and volcanoes than what <laughs> I ever wanted to learn at all, ever. But the event um, was amazing. It was. participants, And it was incredible. The Western was beautiful and learnt so much and it was a great time. So we had 29 people that first year. So we did a tax retreat with Peter Adams from Augmenta. And so it was a full day of education. We did like a welcome drinks on the beach for people, a full day of education the next day. Then we had a gala dinner in the garden with Balinese dancing and fire dancing and all the rest of it. A full day of training the next day and then sort of like a farewell drinks and uh, then a tour the day after. So I must um, it was really was fabulous. When I'm very hungover. <laughs> 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 the brockers were getting smashed those days. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. 
yeah, obviously as a consequence of that, I've been the next two years was planning on this year, but being pushed off. But, yeah, we've um, postponed it till 2021 now, but we'll make sure there's a reunion event that makes it worth the wait. Yes, 100%. How are the numbers over the over the years, I suppose, once the first one got done? So the first one, again, was one of those events where we broke even but not much else. And considering that we were charged prices that that hotel would never normally charge. So we had 29 people. The next year we went to the Trans Resort in Seminyak and we had 50 people, I think, 55. Damn, that's a good increase. Mm. And then last year we were at the Sofitel in Nusadua and it was about 65. Yeah, yeah I, I like those numbers because it's still, obviously it's big enough, it's economical, et cetera, but mm. it's also still intimate. Like I do like that about the Bali sort of yeah. vibe. So you know pretty much everybody there and you do annual yep. catch-ups like with the girls from over east that come over. Jolene and Lindsay. That's the ones. <laughs> annual catch-up. The people at the the Bali event, so we've got a good group who came to the first one and have been to everyone since, and then even the ones who came to the second one for the first time, you know, they're really creating this this real vibe. So I love the fact that we have these two members, one's from WA, one's from Queensland, who came and got along famously, but their husbands came as well and they got along famously. And yeah, so we're talking about that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so they during the day the husbands go off to the bar, they go off there, what have you. They end up at like the farewell drinks in Hawaiian shirts and say loud shirts and you know, they've got this little posse. Yep. Then the next year there was a new couple and they got along really well and the husbands got along really well again. And so the farewell drinks there's three husbands there in these loud, obnoxious <laughs> Hawaiian shirts. Yep, the three musketeers. <laughs> yeah, the barley crew they call the, themselves. Okay. Yep, the barley crew, yep. <laughs> And then last year, there was another couple who came for the first time. Another husband joined the crew, <laughs> four of in there with the shirts on. And it's just, you know, and we know that they stay in contact. We know that the members themselves are contacting each other from across the country and forming that relationship and that network and, and you know, that family we were talking about. And that's all because of Bali, you know, otherwise. Yeah. They may not never have met, so. Exactly. So, and, yeah, just really fabulous and, you know, some of the members, you know, you mentioned Lindsay and Jolene, you know, and some of the other members from Over East as well, you know, I am regularly telling staff from the other divisions that I'm stealing their members that I want them. <laughs> um. <laughs> I agree. We'll tell them all to move over to WA. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, no, it's a, it's a fantastic event and one that I'm really privileged to have been a part of for the last three years and hopefully years going forward yeah. after we can travel. Yeah, yeah, once we're allowed to, allowed to go back. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's just over an hour, I think. That flew by, didn't it? I've just got a few real quick questions for you, just a, mm-hmm. just a quick five. What do you think is the most important quality in business? Well, if you haven't noticed, I can't answer a question with just one word, so, you know, <laughs> okay, give me a second. <laughs> I think really that perseverance and ability to work hard and to keep going. So I think it was Thomas Edison. It's the, I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 ways it didn't work. <laughs> Very true. I, so, like, I like it. Yeah. So just sort of continuing to, to keep trying and try different ways, you know, don't be afraid to fail. But other than that, you know, ask for help. So 
if you're setting up, if you're starting, ask for help early, get your accountants involved, get your lawyers involved, because again, don't wait until it's too late for them to be able to help you. You know, I know with my business, the fast food restaurant, you know, if we'd gotten help earlier, the result might not have been different, but probably the amount of money lost would have been. So, you know, get help early. The quicker you can get on to it, the better. And even if the result's not different, at least it does reduce the damage. Yeah. And other than that, know what's profitable, especially in the service industry. You know, I've got people who I know who run daycares who, you know, they bring in another child, they do this, they do that. You know, they're working, I don't actually know the figures, but they get $500 for doing this, but they work another 15 hours. It's like going, well, how much is that per hour by the time you fed the child, you exactly. know, all the rest of it. costs go into it and, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. You know, get the help with that. So if you had one superpower, what would it be? I'm tired on this one. I've probably got two that I would want. Again, I can't give one word answer. So <laughs> either the ability to teleport, just to be able to go somewhere instantly, be there. I hate waiting. I'm impatient and, you know, I <laughs> like to be able to go around and see things. So that would be amazing. To travel at all at the moment. Or other than that, to be able to read minds, and that's mainly just because I'm nosy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, nice and honest with that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you could give yourself, your younger self, one piece of advice, what would it be? I would suppose study early. It doesn't matter if you don't know what you want to do, you don't know who you want to be. There was a great song when Romeo and Juliet came out, the Baz Luhrmann one, about wearing sunscreen. And one of the pieces of advice in that, and I'm going to bastardize this because I don't know the exact words where it's, um, don't worry if you don't know what you want to do. Some of the most interesting 20-year-olds I know don't know. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds still don't know. But, you know, learn, go study, go get your university degree early when you can, just learn. And with that, travel as well, see the world. Like it's not just what you learn from books, it's seeing the world, experiencing the world, you know, and do that early whilst you can whilst you don't have the commitments and the ability. That makes sense. What's your favourite footy team? I'm a Dockers girl. I was about to cut the <laughs> short if you said the Eagles. <laughs> uh, no, I um, I actually converted from the Eagles to the Dockers in 2006. So I right. did the opposite. Most people jump on the bandwagon in a premiership year and I jumped off. <laughs> you did, you did. But I, I'm proud so, you came to the right <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, I couldn't go back at all, but, yeah, <laughs> sometimes I wish the Dockers would win a few more games. Yeah, look, it, it would be nice, at least one <laughs> cup. Uh, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favourite book of all time? I see you've got a bookcase in the back there. Yeah, I've got a few. So I have a range of different things. So I read a lot. My book taste. It's a bit like my movie and TV taste, I've realised, hasn't evolved too much since I was a teenager, which isn't necessarily anything to be proud of. It's all Twilight and stuff still, is it? Or? No, yeah. but not much better. <laughs> <laughs> not too much better. I'm a Buffy fan, so, you know, vampires don't glitter. But that probably says enough in itself. I went through a stage where I decided to read a lot of the classics and at that time read, like, George Orwell's 1984, always been a fan of Animal Farm. So, yeah, anything by him. To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee is another one that's always really resonated with me as well. But yeah, probably Animal Farm is the one that's always stuck with me. Okay, okay. I haven't actually read that one yet. I've read 1984, uh, which was awesome in a terrifying yes. way. 
Um, yes, which makes me very concerned about downloading an app at the moment. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, <laughs> I'm torn between this. Do I do it for the good of the country or? Yeah, uh, my tinfoil hat's kind of out as well. It? Mm, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> cool. Well, that's the quick five. Yeah, thank you for your time. and Thank you for a, having me. A really interesting podcast and, you know, hopefully the listeners get something out of it. And if I do have any listeners that are accountants and want to join or discuss the IPA, what's the best way they can contact you? So the IPA is here in Western Australia would be publicaccountants.org.au or send us an email, which is karen.simmons at publicaccountants.org.au. Otherwise, if you want to get in touch with me personally, other than that would be via LinkedIn. So that's linkedin.com slash in slash Karen Simmons. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much. And hopefully they um, don't spam you too much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if any accountants or you want any further information, I would highly recommend getting in touch with Karen. Stay tuned for future podcasts. Thank you very much, Mitch. You've been listening to The Mitch Maroney Show. Mitch Maroney Show. Stay tuned for more.